y'all. Welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, your podcast of all things spooky in the South. Spooky can mean a lot of things, and today we're talking UFO sightings. Sound effects cleverly brought to you by Tony. (laughs) By the by, we hope you're enjoying our little podcast. If you don't mind, could you like us in Facebook or leave a five-star review where you listen to your podcasts? I mean, you can do a three or a four, but we won't bring you pie for that. And Um, we'll certainly... Hey, 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 I'm... It would be me cooking the pie, so it better be a good review. (laughs) And we'll thank you if you do that. I'm Carolina Girl Heather. And I'm Florida Man Tony. Maker of the pie. Maker of the pie. And cake. And spaghetti tonight. (laughs) So, getting into the topic of the day. Mm -hmm. The South in general, and Myrtle Beach specifically, is kind of a big tourist destination. Yeah, indeed. We both know this. We do. We do. And we have our favorite hangout spot at mm-hmm. the beach, the Breakers. I'm going to just plug them because they're my favorite hotel. Lots of pools and hot tubs and they're on the edge of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I've sat in a hotel hot tub with all kinds of tourists. Oh, yeah. Maine, New York, Florida. Canada. Well, Florida, but <laughs> yeah, that would be you. But mostly cold places. But it would seem that Myrtle Beach has quite the stellar reputation. Oh. Is it stellar or is it interstellar? You beat me to it. (laughs) Yes, we get tourists from outer space. Oh. Now, to my knowledge, I've not shared a hot tub with an alien, but you never know. Yeah, you got... And, you know, I'm fairly sure they don't make very good tourists. There's the probing, all the, like, ovipositors and stuff. It's just a lot of bureaucratic nonsense. I don't know. We could get the party goers sometimes. Maybe. I'm sure maybe they're not all scientists. I don't know. So, according to News 13, Horry County is among the top ten for the most UFO sightings. Three cities in Horry County. Horry County. Okay. Tidbit of explanation. Yeah. For those of y'all from not around here, Ori. H-O-R-R-Y. Not Hori. Not phonetic. (laughs) Not at all. I don't know why it's pronounced that way, but it is. We have a lot of places that don't sound the way they're spelled, but it is Ori. Ori. Not Hori. Except for on spring break. Yeah. And those aliens. (laughs) And those aliens. On the unspring break. Right. Okay, there's this group called True People Search Insights. I don't know what they are, but they do have seem, they seem to have this website full of all kinds of statistics. Uh, You know, like the top tourist site in each town, the weirdest murders. You know, it sounds creepy. It looks like something we should get into. Oh, okay. But UFO sightings is one of them. So the study ranks the top 10 cities based on the number of UFO sightings per 100,000 people. Okay. Ori averages 250. 54 sightings per 100,000 residents. Okay, so that's what? Mm, 0.2%? You are asking the wrong person. I don't math. But Surfside Beach is number three. Myrtle is number six in this top ten list. Yeah. And North Myrtle, which I guess is its own distinct region, is number nine. Okay. And we've been to all three, so... Oh, yeah. They're all very close. No, I can safely say I don't think I've ever seen a UFO or anything there. No, but we do get to see all kinds of cool lights out on the ocean. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, most of the time we can tell that those are fishing trawlers way out there or... Or airplanes. Airplanes. There is um, both an airport touring helicopters, though I don't think they run at night, and I think an airport space nearby or a yeah. naval base. So there is a lot of stuff out there. And of course people are always doing fireworks. I don't know why they're not really supposed well, from to. From what I've read statistically you're more likely to see a UFO near an Air Force base. Maybe they think they can blend in or maybe they're studying. What do you think? I think it's a mixture of we've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oh god we made a mistake. And hey let's see if 
we can make this spaceship and make it work. <laughs> so I was looking through my, you know, the vast wealth of information that is the internet, and I found this tidbit that says a government database. Now, I have not been able to confirm what database that might be. There is a non-governmental database called ufodiscovery.com, which doesn't sound very government at all. But it the whole point of its existence is that it tracks firsthand experiences. It keeps the identities of the witnesses anonymous, so, well, you yeah. know, as a source, it sounds a little sketchy, but if people see something, they tend to report it, or at least they can. Okay. So dozens of encounters are from the Grand Strand have been recorded, with 66 entries since 2019. Really? Apparently, MUFON, you know, the one that had the UFO group, yeah, is yeah. also developing a site. So, yes, let me put it this way. The website of sightings is not sighted. <laughs> Okay, so it's not cited. Yeah, I can't figure out what it actually is. So, I don't know. Well, you know this is weird. sort of like the Trump level of research. A <laughs> database which may or may not be government, but it exists. But the sightings are recorded from tourists, locals, retired military or police, hobby astronomers, and stargazers. Now, are we sure they aren't space launches, drones, or fireworks? I mean, no. it could be anything, really. I'm not one to doubt that UFOs exist. Totally. But I'm also one of those people who always looks for Occam's razor. Okay, explain that. The simplest explanation is usually the correct one. It's sort of like the path of least resistance. Like, why get complicated? This is what my one problem with conspiracy theories. You have to have a lot of people doing just the right stuff at the right time. And having been in a number of community theater productions, it's laughable and kind of adorable. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Who's to say that the Lindbergh baby was not kidnapped by Jesus and the T-Rex from Jurassic Park and Yoda in a... Now you're just stretching a little bit. Oh, okay. Let's get back on topic here. <laughs> Would you like to hear some of these experiences? Sure. I can do the first one. Okay. So this one is from May 24th. It's very close to my birthday. We are excited about that, aren't you? I hate my birthday. Go ahead. From 2021, Myrtle Beach. It was 9 p.m., and my whole family was sitting on the balcony at a resort. The sky was beautiful. It was almost a full moon. I looked up and noticed two orange orb lights. I said to my husband, look, what is that? I told my husband to look. A third orb appeared. The first two lights would have made a horizontal line if you were to draw a line connecting them. The third was below the first two and off to the right slightly. I said to my family, that was a UFO. I can be very open-minded to things like that and I like to watch shows about UFOs and Bigfoot sometimes when they're on. My husband is the total opposite. He can come up with a logical explanation for anything. We both have college degrees and make a good living. The, the point of saying that is to let anyone who reads this or hears it. My husband even thought it was strange and was not trying to explain it away. Right, and now I guess I should read the next one. Yeah, you're literate. Yeah, I am. All right, you ready for this? Absolutely. Last night while watching TV, I observed an orange flashing light outside my beachfront condo. Okay, you sound like you're like a trailer voice for Sorry. movies. <laughs> In a world. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. When it did it again, I got up and got my binoculars and my iPhone to take a picture. I couldn't see many lights over the ocean, but through the binoculars, I could see that some of the lights were moving very erratically, changing colors equally as fast. I took a picture, and when I enlarged it, if you could see one of the lights, it was red in color. It looked like energy coming from it. The UFOs stayed there for more than 40 minutes. Wow. Yeah, right? 
January 20th, 2021, North Myrtle Beach. I was on the balcony of my oceanfront hotel room observing the Orion constellation in the northeastern sky when I saw four distinct orange orbs aligned within a haze-slash-aura or opaque-slash-cloudy background of a larger figure that appeared over the ocean. That's a lot of slashes. They eased through the sky and seemed to be approaching the beach when they quickly accelerated, darted to my left, and its light was abruptly extinguished. A few minutes later, they abruptly appeared again. They like abruptly. Over the ocean, where they hovered and then streamed towards the beach before abruptly accelerating and turning. Their light was extinguished again. The vehicle made no sound. Abruptly. Apparently not. I spent ten years in the Navy, working in the special intelligence and cryptology communities. And I also spent three years at sea on an aircraft carrier. So I am very familiar with military aircraft and Navy ships and vessels. I, well... (laughs) Well, you spent ten years in the military, but you don't know what they're working on now is the big thing. I suppose that's always an option. That is always an option. One more for our listeners. September 1st, 2020. Woo! Myrtle Beach. Uh, yeah. Just exciting for that, that date. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Something happened. Yeah. I was at the pool. Clear <gasps> day. No clouds. No clothes. But I, no clothes. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Sorry. I saw an object very high in the sky and got my binoculars. But where did the binoculars come from? I saw a very large cylinder floating in the sky. It looked metallic and very bright light flashing on top. Or a mirror reflecting in the sun. I watched for 20 minutes until it floated behind the trees. No exhaust, no strings, no wings, no sound. The silent floating Pringles candy. I mean, I don't know. I just, I hate laughing at people's stories, but some of the wording is just pretty crazy. Well, again, we watch enough paranormal shows where people see things that you can identify, and sometimes I know what they are, but they are absolutely convinced it's an angel. (laughs) Yeah, we're thinking the same one. I mean, you never know. People see what they see. Yep. You want to do another one? Well, I don't really have any more first-hand account ones. Okay. There is a 2013 article that was actually cited. Okay. A Mr. Bill Barrett worked a night shift at a Myrtle Beach oceanfront hotel, of which there are many. Oh, yes, there are many. He says he's seen many unexplained lights in the sky, often grouped together. Quote, the geometry is perfect. They're perfectly spaced, perfectly level on the horizon, and they're probably about a mile and a half to two miles off the beach. Absolutely perfect. End quote, said Barrett. Of the half dozen sightings Barrett has witnessed over the years, he's seen a lot, apparently. Yeah. The one that intrigues him the most, and seems the hardest to explain, was a giant orange oval object he saw last December, so that would have been 2012. It seemed to him to be dripping a lava-like fluid. When that happened, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I mean, explain that to me. What could that possibly be? End quote. Wait, so maybe they're emptying their septic tank midair? That's a horrifying thought. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's gone to Myrtle Beach in the last few years knows that the water is not always the safest or cleanest at all times. There are sometimes viral virus warnings or bacteria warnings for the Red Todd stuff like that, yeah. Uh, Pollution warnings, mostly. Yeah. They don't like people to know that, though. (laughs) Okay, so here's one from a Myrtle Beach 
business owner. Uh, he doesn't know what he saw offshore one night, but as an experienced pilot, he knew it was not a plane. And his report actually comes from 2011. I've never seen anything like it. Not in my experience. Travis shot a video, or a series of video, of bright orange lights littering the sky. I wonder why it's that they're always orange. Maybe they're aesthetically pleasing? <laughs> um, at first he thought there were landing lights, but they started moving all over the place. So, uh, maybe like a bunch of orange bugs? Who knows? These lights seem to snap on and off like someone flipped a switch. I even saw them rotating around each other. That's not going to happen in a plane. Uh, reports of UFO sightings like these are reports frequenting in the Grand Strand area? Grand Strand area. Can you explain that to me? That is the whole area that is the coastal line of South Carolina and maybe a little above into North Carolina. Oh, okay. That is just what we call it, the yeah. Grand Strand. Oh, okay. Um, local paranormal investigators say uh, each time they hear a claim but have to use like a healthy dose of skepticism when it comes to investigating. Naturally. Of course, as, as anyone should. EJ and Rebecca Lukacs, pardon me, the spelling is a little weird, from Athena Research Group investigating paranormal activity on the Grand Strand. The first thing is credibility, they say. Uh, you need to look at the caller. What are they saying? What are they claiming? Which I think kind of goes along the lines with any kind of report. You have to kind of look at them and say, okay, is this person going through some trauma, some stuff like that? Because that can also be like a cry for attention. Oh yeah. You know, in in some ghost investigations that we've done, it's obviously been a cry for attention. It, you always want to look at who makes the claim. Definitely want to look at that. Um, while you were reading that, one thing that I was thinking of, he was talking about how the orange lights would sort of rearrange themselves and move around. Mm -hmm. Now granted, your article was from, what, 11? 2011. Now, I know, since I've seen people do this recently, that even like a couple years ago at the Super Bowl, uh, drones can do all sorts of, how do you put it, like, coordinated... Um, um, synchronized flying. Yeah. Was that something that could be done in 2011? Uh, drones really weren't a thing back then. I didn't think so, but no. you're more technically savvy than I no, am. No, so. that's no, no, not not with any not not the way they could nowadays. Yes, but not back then. No. Total side note. I just saw a thing on Facebook the other day where someone for April Fools, because it's now early April, arranged a bunch of drones into a QR code that floated, I forget, I think he's in California, and when you clicked on it, or like took a picture of it, you got rickrolled. Oh, it takes you to the, <laughs> that's awesome. It takes you to the video of, of Gasly. I thought that awesome. was delightful, but not aliens, but you know. Uh, inspiring. The man Rick rolled in an entire state. That's kind of awesome. Well, at least a full city. That's great. Just thought I'd share that because that was kind <laughs> of inspired. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cite another newspaper article from okay. 2013. Yeah. So, here's an option. It's does Myrtle Beach, the Grand Strand area, have more UFO sightings or are the people there just better at reporting them? If you look at the websites for Mutual UFO Network, which is MUFON, mm -hmm. or the National UFO Reporting center. We have, as we've said many times on here, multiple sightings in Myrtle Beach, Cherry Grove, all those areas. So there's a gentleman named Stanton Friedman who is a UFO expert.
expert. What a name. He does sound very distinguished. Yes, he does. But he is the one who posits that it's just people do a better job of reporting. According to him, said ufologist, I don't know how to say that really. Yeah, ufologist. ufologist. Friedman, quote, the willingness to report, investigate, treat fairly, they've done a good job of that here. End quote. Sort of a series of fractured statements, but I think the point of it is that, I don't know, apparently people on vacation or living in Myrtle Beach just go, hey, look at those lights. (laughs) Let's talk about this on a database. Well, I mean, if it's happening with any kind of frequency, I guess it's good to talk about it. So according to Friedman, um, he says there are reports from all over the world that definitely defy explanation as to not necessarily aliens, but it is, you know, very literally unidentified flying objects. So you don't necessarily know what it is. Like, you know, the stealth fighter was one of those things until it was oh, declassified. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The SR-71 Blackbird. Sorry. Yes, that. <laughs> but if you go to Coastal Carolina at the time of this writing, I guess, Coastal Carolina University, there's an astronomy professor, Dr. Louis Rubo, who says that there's a very simple, very terrestrial explanation, and he believes that it's Shaw Air Force Base in Sumter doing nighttime exercises over the ocean. I mean, yeah. We're not used to seeing planes flying in formation, especially at night and using non-commercial lights on them, he says. Which is in direct contrast to that one pilot who's, who said he had the 10 years or so of experience. So what do you think? Is it... Well, tactics change. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy was in the military or in the Air Force for 10 years, and that's fine. But he could have retired the next year. They could have come out with some kind of new tactics. And we're not even talking about nighttime halo jumps. And the people who are skydiving would have flares on them. Oh. Um, halo. High altitude, low opening. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there are a lot of things that people would see and say, Oh, my God, that's a UFO. They're completely explainable. Skydiving. Chaff bursts. Okay, what's that? A bunch of little bitty slips of metal paper, I guess, that is used to disrupt radar and stuff. It's called chaff. Oh, I think I've seen that on one of those paranormal shows. You were explaining it to me. It looks like tin confetti or something. Yeah, it looks like really big confetti is what it looks like, but it's used to disrupt radar. All I can think of is later the environmentalists going, who littered here? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Um, you don't. A lot of people don't think about this stuff, especially as technology increases every year. With you know being able to quantum lock something on a table. Uh, another episode. I'll explain <laughs> it later. Lo- yeah. Lots of now physics. Now we're getting quantum. Yes. So, oh lots of physics, but yes, you can. Lo- something will literally just float there. Okay. It has a lot to do with freezing magnets. Don't worry about it. I'll explain it later. <laughs> So, going back to this Coastal Carolina professor, he uh, also mentions that, or he scoffs at the notion that UFOs seen over Myrtle Beach are spacecraft from another planet. Previously, you know, he's an astronomer, so at least I would believe this part of what he says. He says the biggest problem is distance. The closest habitable planets, now granted, I'm not sure what habitable means, like obviously maybe using humans as a as a control, I guess. Yeah. Habitable planets are in the range of 10 to 100 light years away. Not 12 parsecs, but... <laughs> Currently, 
In space, light travels at a speed of 186,000 miles per second. Don't I sound very smart, but I'm obviously just reading this. (laughs) Um, So that's the equivalent of one light year. A planet that's 10 light years away would be about 59 trillion miles from Earth. Yes, but that's... Are you checking the math on this? Because I'm not. No, that's too much math for me. Okay, so according to him, and the laws of physics, says this would be impossible. They would need a decade just to get here. Now, granted, this does not take into account, like, the Star Trek kind of things of like wormholes or warp technology yeah yeah light speed you know people i think what he's thinking with our current technology it couldn't be done right who's to say that technology doesn't exist i mean that's a good point it is true that einstein once said that you cannot accelerate to the speed of light which means going from point a to point b and reaching speed of light It can't be done with our current technology. But things at light speed stay at light speed. So if you go from zero to light speed, you're at light speed. You have not accelerated to that light speed. Physics. Sorry. (laughs) We've reached ludicrous speed. (laughs) Not ludicrous speed. They've gone to plan. Experts are kind of debating this. I mean, some people think this is pseudoscience or science fiction, but... Other people think it's very, very real. TVs were pseudoscience at a point in time. I, I mean, mean, technically so is gravity a couple centuries ago. Yeah. So, I mean, who's to say it doesn't exist? There are probably civilizations out there that are a hundred times smarter than we are, and that's why they haven't showed up. Let's face it, we're the hillbillies of the galaxy. <laughs> Well, we don't know who all we're being compared to, but you might be giving a generous statement there. I'm not sure. (laughs) Now, I'm sort of sad about this, but there is, in fact, an actual quantifiable UFO experience. Let me try that again. There is a confirmed UFO sighting at Myrtle Beach, but it was at Broadway at the beach. 2018, there was this attraction called Encounters UFO Experience. It was a full... UFO Museum. Okay. With, it's not there anymore, which makes me sad. Neither is Magic Quest. That sucks. I know. Everything was just left there to sort of disintegrate, sadly. It was a museum that chronicled the history of man's close encounters of the third kind, including new evidence that has come through. Now, I don't know what that would be, but there are nine different stations that share insight into various aspects of the issue, such as secret military evidence and answers to what's really hidden inside the famed Area 51, which I've heard everything from that's where they developed the stealth fighter to there's nothing. Oh, <laughs> like Nellis Air Force Base? Yeah. But Myrtle Beach has about 14 million tourists, so that's why they decided to... Uh, open this attraction. Now, it could be that it was doing fine until COVID hit. It didn't have very long. Yeah, yeah. So if it opened in 2018, it had maybe two good years. So I'm not sure what happened to it. Well, okay. Now, this is kind of deviating from our southern trajectory, I guess you could say. That's okay. But there have been actually quite a few like legitimate reports. In, what was it, in 1975, five guys who were logging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were traveling home and they saw this light in the forest and they were like, oh, you know, we're going to go and look at it. It scared them. One of them stayed behind. This guy named Travis Walton decided he wanted to stay behind. Oh, is this the fire in the sky story? Yes, and this is based uh, on a very true story. I've encountered this and, in a couple of different yeah, um, and, media. And he disappeared, and they accused everybody on his logging team of murder. Like the other four guys? Yeah, and then five days later, 
he just randomly appeared, and he's like, no, they were telling the truth. Like, I mean, seriously, there have been actual, like, really good reports of all this stuff happening. True, and of course, one of my favorites, you know, one of the first that I don't have the dates or anything in front of me, but Betty and Barney. Oh, yeah, they lost time, didn't they? I can't remember their last name. I know it's not Rubble, but they were the biracial couple back mm-hmm. in the 50s, which that alone kind of caught my attention. Yeah. But they were very upstanding citizens, very quiet kind of people. And yeah, they lost time and distance. Yeah. And Betty had to go through like psychotherapy to remember what happened. But she went through like hypnosis, I think, and yeah. finally remembered what happened. And they were both pretty traumatized when they realized that. I mean, they basically were experimented on. Yeah. But then just put back which I guess is a good thing, the whole catch and release of people. But yeah, they're another credible, well, there confirmed were, Yeah, there, kind were, of there was sighting. a guy in Canada who pretty much said, you know, I got close to the spaceship and it burnt me and he lifted up his shirt and there was a burn pattern of a, like hundreds of dots on his yeah, chest. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And they're like, you know, there's no way this is possible. And, you know, they checked him out and it's like, it's very possible. He's confirmed. I mean, he actually has damage from this. Nothing could make that burn pattern. So here's a thought. I wonder, I mean, statistically, it's very likely that there's something out there. I I wonder why people are always so resistant to think so. I think it's the change thing. Hmm, and, and you know a lot of people no offense to anybody listening humans want to believe they're the center of the universe this is true and, and it's just it's stuck in your head that either it's we need to be the center of the universe because of our religion because our religion says that God created us and only us or just in plain denial that anything like that would exist they haven't even thought that it's really freaking arrogant to think that in billions and billions of galaxies, in billions and billions of stars and planets, that not one of them could contain life. I mean, it's ridiculous to think. That is a waste of space. <laughs> that is a lot of space with nothing, if that's the case. Yeah, there's there's no way that we are the epitome. I think you're right. And that's just, I guess, me being humble about being human. There's no way in hell we are the epitome of intelligent life. It's a quote from Barbarella, mm-hmm. but I do love of this thought that there's dear Jane Fonda makes a comment and they're discussing this society that is at war where the universe has been pacified for centuries I think she says but there's this group that is still fighting and she says you mean they're in a state of neurotic irresponsibility mm-hmm. and I'm like that is so so human well, I <laughs> neurotic mean, irresponsibility if, I think is the think, phrase if we think about the world today and let's, let's, let's put it into perspective here you are an alien just flying around space doing your alien thing bebopping or whatever, you know, booping something. I don't know, <laughs> warping or doing something, whatever what what have you, your alien task for the day. And you right. see and you see this planet and you're like, "You know what? I want to check this planet out." And you start bringing up the news or whatever's playing on TV and you get the real dumbass housewives of whatever and then you get the news that's saying this entire planet is at war and in some sort of upheaval. I don't think I'm going to go there. So we have war, famine, plague, death, and this is the modern times. Yeah. So I mean, there no intelligent being in their right mind would come to this planet going, "Hey, we just want to be friends because we're killing ourselves. Why would we not kill someone else?" That's yeah. actually called first contact war. That's not what we need. This is true. We 
we don't as humans get along with each other but we're getting really philosophical here we haven't even talked but in the beginning the universe (laughs) was created this was widely viewed as a mistake by most (laughs) they're probably not wrong (laughs) but before we get too more philosophical I think probably we should come to the end as this was all about UFOs not the aliens themselves yes Uh, I mean we're only dealing with UFOs but I can't safely say I have ever seen a UFO I have heard credible witnesses that said that they have seen something no definitive I've been abducted I've been probed I've been asked questions nothing like that just people who are like I've seen something weird and again because we're in this sort of official denial you know there's also that theory that anyone who does say too much is deemed crazy or gets a visit from the special people clad in dark clothing yes shall we say but do you want to wrap this one up yes let's just yeah let's wrap this one up we can keep going for far too long so we don't want to bore people yet (laughs) it's probably too late (laughs) Alrighty. Well, everyone, we've come to the end of another lengthy time in which you've wasted your life with us. <laughs> Thank you for lending us your ears. We promise to give them back. Yes. Um, we're Southern Fried Spooky, your podcast of all things spooky in the South, even the skies. Even the skies. So if you would do us a favor, could you like us in Facebook or leave a five-star review and Tony will bring you a pie, but not really. But we'll describe it in great detail. And yes, I will cook it, and then we will eat it, and you will hear the description, and you might even taste it, if you use your imagination. Is that like ASMR? Uh, I guess. Well, I'm Carolina Girl Heather. And I'm Florida Man Tony. And we'll see you next time. Bye, <laughs> Bye guys. So, here come the men in black. I imagine Will Smith walking in and smacking me for some reason. Oh, too soon, too soon. <laughs>